Merry Christmas, everybody. I want to welcome our live uh, stream with us uh, for the 4 o'clock Christmas Eve. It's great to see you all here with us. And we are going to take just a few moments before we get into the candle lighting and some more music by these great singers down here in the front. They paid good money for these seats down here in the front. Um, Christmas is about an invitation. It's about an invitation to the whole world to come to God, but come to God and experience something. And I want to talk about that for a few minutes tonight. Come and experience the depth of his forgiveness. The scripture I want to read is not from the Gospels. It's from the Psalms, and it's describing in, in my heart and my imagination, it's describing what the manger is saying. It's saying this, mercy and truth are met together Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. What is heaven's hope tonight for every person living in the whole world? Not just those of you who are here with us or watching, but what is heaven's hope for the whole world? There are people who have hope today. There are people who've lost hope. The last year or two has created such a crisis in not only uh, the world, but in the hearts of people all over the world. And hope is hard to find. And I don't know what you were hoping in for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but not everybody gets to have a Christmas surrounded by family and friends. Not everybody tonight will, they might stand under the mistletoe, but they might not get what they're wanting when they're standing under the mistletoe. And I don't know who you are that was praying uh, for uh, a balmy Christmas Eve, but uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that. I can't really recall very many times through my whole life, and now that I've turned 40, it's quite a shock to realize that it's been rare that I've experienced a white Christmas here in Western Maryland, right? I think I've experienced more white Easter's than white Christmases. But there is something that God promises we can all experience, and the angels describe it as this, good tidings And I think about the ocean tides when I think of that, and I think about waves coming toward us, good tidings, good news of a great joy, which will be in my favorite part for all the people, not just certain people, all the people, because a Savior is going to be born, and he is Christ the Lord, and we know what his salvation work is. It is to save his people from their sins. I want to talk for a minute or two about the joy of forgiveness. The deeper the debt and the deeper the feel of guilt that you have, the greater the joy when God turns the light on inside your conscience and inside your soul to realize that regardless of what you've done, regardless of the trauma that it's brought, joy can exceed your lowest pit the joy of the Lord, because he offers to every person a complete, total, permanent state of forgiveness. Christmas Eve, God wants you and I to experience the depths of the joy that comes from knowing and experiencing all of your sins, all of your sins being gone 
completely gone. Now, sometimes if you've been in this walk for a while, you can know that in your head and maybe not necessarily have the same feel. It's kind of like sometimes at Christmas when you're a little kid, the anticipation is so great you can't even go to sleep. I remember how many times I tried so hard to go to sleep but just couldn't sleep, right? And then I finally went to sleep and thought I slept for like 12 hours and it was like 30 minutes and I was like ready to go, right? Well, listen, there is a different kind of experience that you and I can experience that can cause us to really long for forgiveness to come our way and I call it the depth of despair, There are people that are in the Bible, and there are people that you may know, and there are people like me who actually, before coming into the joy of forgiveness, went into a deep pit of despair as a late teenage kid. But what I came to find out is that God can create a very uncomfortable place for us and allow such an accumulation of an awareness of guilt and wrongdoing that it sparks a hunger a despair for a need of forgiveness. It reminds me a lot about the life of Ebenezer Scrooge, how that the angel created moments as he led Scrooge down memory lane to change his way of thinking. There's a place in the story where Scrooge himself says these words. Men's courses will foreshadow certain ends to which, if persevered in, they must lead. But if the courses are departed from, the end will change. In other words, if I stay on the road I'm going, I'm going to get there. And the only way to not get to a road where you realize you're going a road you don't want to go because Scrooge saw his future and he didn't want to go there and great fear and traumatic despair rose up on the inside of him pleading for an opportunity for his life to change. But if the courses are departed from, the end will change. Remember the story when the angel, the angel shows him, takes him back to the time he was a little boy, and here's this little boy who's happy and festive, but now he's locked up inside of this miserly, miserable, crusty old man. I hope nobody just looked at somebody in here when I said, they looked at him like, that reminds me of that. No, no, Scrooge, that's who he became. And it took him this trip down a life of memories to realize what he had lost. It reminds me of what Jesus tells us the story about the son who demanded from his father to give him his inheritance due him, and he took it and quickly went away and squandered every penny of it. And he squandered it in wasteful, riotous, very sinful living. It reminds me also of David. When we think of David, we think of a lot of promises from God. We think of a lot of victories, right? We think of the giant killing king to be and king becoming David. But there is also a story of David and his horrific, horrific failure. He was a cheater. He cheated with another woman, another married woman, ended up murdering her husband, conspired to cover it up. And we find David writing about that in Psalm 32. There might have been a period of time where he was okay with it. Maybe he was okay with it at once, but we find him journaling in Psalm 32, and he describes his need of forgiveness like this. God took him down a road, and he said, before I confessed my sins, I had kept it all inside, and my dishonesty devastated 
my inner life, causing my life to be filled with frustration, irrepressible anguish, and misery. Have you ever been in a time in your life when it was just absolute misery? And then he goes on to say, the pain never let up, for your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. At one point, David had the hand of blessing from God on his life. But listen, when he is leading you into forgiveness, where he is leading you to a place of repentance, sometimes that hand of love presses real hard and real close to create anguish, anxiety, conviction, and heaviness. He says, my strength was sapped. My inner life dried up like a spiritual drought. And then he said this, but then I finally admitted to you all my sins. I finally made it right with God and all my pain disappeared. And then he goes on to say, the bliss that belongs to those whose rebellion has been forgiven the joy of those who realize their sins are covered in his blood. What joy belongs to those who have confessed their corruption to God? For he wipes their slates clean. How many of you tonight maybe would like a revisitation of remembering, or maybe for the first time, maybe for the very first time, the things that nobody but you and God know? wiped completely clean. That's what David said. And the joy that comes from it. Listen how he ends this journal entry. He says, Lord, you have become my hiding place. I'm not hiding from you, I'm hiding in you. And you are protecting me, and I love this, surrounding me with songs of joy. A new song that comes from forgiveness, where your life and the burden that you carry on your soul is lifted off and carried away forever and ever. Isaiah describes a wintry image when he hears the Lord say, tell this to the people of Israel. Come now, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. This morning at about 4.30 in the morning, I was remembering the things I had to do and I had all of my presents wrapped and I was listening to some old school Christmas music. Anybody still love the old school Christmas music? Right? Yeah. And I'm dreaming of a white Christmas by Johnny Mathis came on. And I began to think about white Christmas. We're not having that tonight, are we? Uh, we're more in the Mela Maliki Maka thing tonight, I think. Is that how you say it? Whatever, a Beach Boys kind of Christmas, I guess. But maybe you're dreaming of another kind of Christmas, another kind of Christmas, and you know what? God might be the fulfiller of that dream, and the dream that you have is, I wish I could go back to that moment when I went here, and I should have went here. I should have went here, but I went there. And all that's happened since then I would give anything to have another opportunity. Well, God doesn't ask you to go back and fix that. Most of the time we can't. But what God says is, I sent my son to fix something else. The regret you carry for the decisions you didn't make or made, the direction you went when you could have 
gone and should have gone in another direction. I have sent my son. That babe in the manger is the one. Mercy kisses the truth of your pain, your sin, your regret, your despair, your decisions. Let mercy tonight kiss your heart in Jesus. And if we'll allow him to do that, and here's the thing, he wants to do that more than many of us are willing to allow him, not because we don't want it, we don't feel that we deserve it. But Jesus Christ didn't just come to be born, he came to die, and he took upon himself every sin of every person who's ever lived and absorbed the punishment all completely on himself. In some way, Scrooge found out about a new opportunity and he woke up with a brand new lease on life. And here's what Dickens writes about Scrooge from the moment he got off one path and on the next. It said, some people laughed to see the alteration in Scrooge, but he let them laugh and little heeded them. For he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset. And it was always said of Scrooge that he knew how to keep Christmas well. So from where he was to where he went, may it be said of you, there was a certain night. And in that night, you discovered what God has long wanted to give you. Forgiveness. Mercy kissing the truth of your need for God. And here's what Scrooge goes on to say, tell me if this isn't joy. He goes, I don't know what to do, cried Scrooge, laughing and crying at the same time. I'm making a perfect loon of myself with all these stockings I'm giving away. I feel as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel. I'm as merry as a schoolboy. I'm as giddy as a drunken man. He wasn't a Pentecostal, I guess. A Merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to all the world. So what's that mean to you? God gives us the easiest guidance. The angels actually come and say, you're going to, here's the sign. Here's a sign. Find a baby. Go there. You'll find a baby. And he told, they told them what it would mean and what they'd find. And that's what God wants to do for you tonight. Would you bow your heads with me before the kids come back? Would you bow your heads with me before we transition into these beautiful kids, childlike hearts, singing songs that we all know, singing them from innocence of their heart. Before we do that, I want to pray for you, those who are watching, those who will be watching, that you would pray a prayer like the lyrics of the song of, Holy, uh, of, of O Little Town of Bethlehem, and just say this to the Lord right where you are, regardless Regardless of who you are, regardless of what, what life's been like, listen to the words and make this your prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. I hear the Christmas angel, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord. Emmanuel. And with that prayer, I just join the cry of the sons of Korah who prayed this to you, O oh God. And I pray this for every person that prayed that prayer. 
and for your church to be renewed in the experience of knowing that our sins are gone and may the joy of the Lord be birthed fresh. Revive us again, O God. I know you will. Give us a fresh start. Then all your people will taste your joy and your gladness. In Jesus' name, amen.